Apologies, everyone, for the connection issues. If you see the first half of this podcast and the second half, we're going to pick it up right now, which was the birth of Fit Tribe. So Jade told me right when we we're cutting out that Fit Tribe was born in three days. Now, was that before you went to Europe? Was that after Europe? What was that like? Yeah, so we um, we were all working for the uh, same company. Um, I resigned, and we were kind of like go all in the space of two weeks um and then we already had a holiday booked it was weird timing uh, we had a holiday booked to the sunshine coast and we were like what are we gonna do now we we just thought of it and then in a weekend at the sunshine coast we built fit tribe um to what we thought it was going to be and then we yeah we just we just went with it and I guess so it kind what of did you think Fit Tribe was going to be what was the first thought because I'm sure what it is today isn't what it was then it was it's very different so we originally were selling uh $99 a month programs I think okay. it was 97 actually $97 a month programs and we were churning people it was um and we were basically thought we were going to have all these people in one area in one country and we would have a head coach looking after all these people and then we would just move country to country to country um and it just got a lot um so that's originally so what this was we were point. very low ticket we you go are you there jade yeah so i want to discuss yeah, the here. price point of 97 dollars why did you choose that even yeah. after working in a gym knowing that they were probably charging that 50 or 60 a week because that's what we, what we knew as an onboard offer. That's what we had always been exposed to as a low ticket to bring clients in um, to do that. Um, that's what we knew. That's all we knew. We had only ever worked with that price point. Um, and when that's all you know and that's all you've been exposed to, that's all you think people can mm. pay. And when you were charging $97 a week, were you running paid ads towards that offer or were you doing organic marketing and how were you bringing people in? Uh, so we, so Jake's always been quite good at online marketing. Um, so we were doing a bit of both, but our budget was maybe like maybe $10 a day, maybe if I talk about that, but it was a lot of organic reach at the start, reaching out to people we know, building up that way and then relying on ads. And I want to discuss $10 a day because believe yeah. it or not, you can actually get started with $10 a day yeah, and you'll get some data through, you'll get some leads through, you'll understand what works and what doesn't work. So yeah. when did you make your first paid sale through online marketing, $10 a day for your $97 front end offer? Probably in the first week. We're, we're quite good at like um, the online ads, like especially Jake having a look at that. Um, and ours was really good. The, the leads that we had coming in, um, our first start, we'd have anywhere from 20 to 50 a week at least um that's low balling it regarding to that one but yeah it's it was pretty good for what we were what we were doing so after those 20 to 50 a week 10 dollars a day 70 a week on ads you must be getting leads for two or three dollars which yeah. is amazing right and that's one of the biggest benefits of going online typically gym owners in australia get leads for around 20 dollars. online yeah. coaches can get them for around five dollars sometimes even less so when you were generating 20 to 50 leads a week how many of them on average, were you converting into your ninety-seven dollar day offer? It would vary. It's it's a various kind of question because some weeks the lead was amazing, some weeks we just hit the wrong markets. It would just depend, and if you look at that, it'll be like ugh, depending on like two out of ten, two to three out of ten. Usually, looking at those ones on there, if you got on them, we're pretty good at selling them onto a program. Um, but it would just depend, and that's the thing with it is you have to be patient. 
it's not every every week's going to be a gold mine. Uh, learning from our mentors, you're going to have one brilliant week, you're mm. going to have two okay weeks, and then you're just going to have one week where you're questioning life sometimes. Um, so, yeah, it just really depends on the week, the time, the clientele that came through. It was all various. But even at that, right, like you had a plan. It wasn't the best plan in hindsight. You were spending $10 a day. If you made one sale a week at $97, you were covering your advertising budget yeah. and you would convert some onto an ongoing program. So even the worst laid plan was still working, which is just inspiring to everyone out there who wants to start. You don't have to have it all figured out because every single week, every single month, every single year, you just make it better and better and better. And now why you, you think Jake was a good online advertiser, I'm sure we'd all have a good laugh at his first ads. I think that's the thing. It's just this is what um, we hear from a lot of businesses and talking to people starting their own. It's just we just start and it might not be great. It might look a bit tragic and we we do have experience obviously in the area, but you just learn by screwing up. And the more, and I guess listening to Dario's CEO, the more failures you ha- can happen, the closer you're going to be to success than you are to the next person because you've learned how to do it not right. And then yeah. you're going to do it that way. So I guess in that one, yeah, if you go back, it's just very, very stagnant ads. And we didn't change, I think, the ads. We upped the budget, but I don't think we changed the ads for at least six months. Like we, we had gold yeah. with those ads. It's literally a process of elimination. If you keep yeah. eliminating things that don't work by default, you end up with the right thing that does work. And I think people looking for that right thing out of the gate. And if you are marketing, it annoys me so much, Jade. Sometimes I concoct what I think is going to be the highest converting ad of all time at bombs. It usually never works. Yeah. And then I run ads with spelling errors that pop off. Yeah, because people like to argue that their spelling's wrong. Thank you so much. Engagement, send it to someone yeah. else. So at what point did you realize that you could make Fit Tribe into a hobby while you're on holidays and turn it into a legit business? And what was that process like for you, Jake and Paige? I guess we were doing quite well. Um, We signed up for a course to up our prices. So we went um, to a more of a mid-range ticket before we went to Europe and we knew we could sell online. We All we needed was our system that we could call through. Um, We knew that all we needed was Zoom. And so we said, why can't we do it with anywhere? We saw Bali flights are on sale <laughs> and we said, why not? And um, we we looked at buying a one-way ticket because Jake wanted to do a triathlon in London and yep. uh, I had friends over there. I used to live in Dubai, so I had friends and I'll say, why not? We'll just go and book when we want to come home. And I guess from the determination of wanting to make it work just came from us. And understand- So that question, right, like why yeah. not? More yeah. people need to ask themselves, why not? What's the worst why can't? Why can't you run ads in the US? Why can't you run ads in New Zealand? Why can't you go after those goals that you want? And you will fail along the way. And you, by process of elimination, you get closer and closer and closer. Yes. And we are blessed. You have Go High Level, you have Zoom, you have Facebook. You can run your business anywhere in the world. So indeed, yeah. why not? Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, and I guess it's like one of those things that there will be, even though we got to quite a good point, we also came points of questioning like what we were doing as well. So it's, it's not always fantastic. It's not like as soon as you find something, it's going to magically work. It's going to have down points in that and you're still going to have to tweak it, which we've definitely done as well. It's not just something that's like, oh, all of a sudden we're getting all these sales. There's going to be those points in there. And I think it's just that willing to ride those points out and understand that 
you just might need to tweak something or change something and be open to advice because that's where a lot of yeah. people go wrong because they think they're the absolute shizzle and that's where they crush and burn. And as we said to you, we have so much area we need to work yeah. on. It really is cliche, right? Like it is the destination. It is not the journey because Hugh, Jake and Paige will never forget the first sale that you made in an international company. <laughs> yeah. It would have been the most Bali. satisfying sale of your life. Yeah. I was sitting, it was in Bali Jake and Paige are down by our little villa pool and they were sitting there and I've been upstairs and I sat there and I was like, I just made a sale whilst traveling in Bali. I was like, that's amazing. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's that moment, right? What the biggest moment for me, Jade was we sell for a pole dancing studio in Adelaide Yeah, and a guy from Hawaii was selling a female pole dancing studio, 28 day challenge in South Australia. Okay. And if you say that out loud to anyone not in the internet marketing space, they'd think I'm crazy, but it yeah. happened. And it was one of the best things I've ever heard. I'll have to share with you my pole dancing trip, by the way, the three core principles for pole dancing. I was just hoping it's going to be you, Jamie, getting on that pole and sending you and Jake and you can go do a lesson. Yeah. Just making sure it's enjoyable, making sure you don't burn your thighs in the pole. Yes. So you made your first sale international you yep. increased your prices from 97 what was that next price point you got to uh went to uh 997 for three months three months 12 weeks yep. and then where are you at now price wise uh it's gonna go up again because we're at the point where we're bringing on some new things um and it's really fucking sick our program back then was it was okay but now i can say my heart um like with the research and looking into other online stuff like our offer is bloody tremendous especially the support at the moment we're at about 3.5k for a year so it's not realistically changing the amount it's more changing the length and time and commitment because three months to re-sign them a lot is a lot sometimes. So getting more mm. of a commitment up to them, uh, but we're probably going to put it up again to about 4K in the next couple of months as well. So anyone starting out, they're going to hear that you're doing a 12-month program for 3500 online selling from a different country and they cannot sell their ebook online for $10. Yeah. And it comes down to positioning, comes down to marketing, comes down to messaging, which is where I want to move into next because you, Jake and Paige, you exclusively help teachers and nurses everything you do is designed around we can help shift workers we can help teachers so how did you land on that niche and like i'm sure it wasn't the first one that you tried no that's what our joke is because we when we first started we did a course and it was like what's our niche and we would change it i think weekly and it's always getting and we got into arguments about it because we're like we just need to choose one but the reason why we work with uh nurses um is because we with our um in-person gym uh, we used to work very close to the Gold Coast Hospital. Um, so we'd have mm. so many people come in. So we knew how to work with them. We knew the schedule. And also Jake's mum, uh, she was a nurse for 20 years. So we understand that as well. And we just know that being a shift worker is bloody awful and understanding how to work with that. And no one else really works with them. And that's fantastic for us because we have something niche to them. The second point of call is teachers. Um is because Jake's whole family teaches. Like it's just that valid proof that we we're not just coaching someone to coach it. We're coaching someone out of experience and understanding what their goal is. And the overriding factor of why we have both those niches is their COVID proof. And mm. I think with a lot of um, niches, and it doesn't need to be something like that, but we think we've gone through it as a fitness company. Who is always employed? Who is always got access to funds? Who's fairly well paid? It's looking at those two niches and 
knowing that we actually can understand where they're coming from with the overriding factors. And when we niche down on those, we, we got really good at what we did. Yeah. So the, the typical niche is I help women lose weight, which is every single online personal trainer on planet earth yes. or it's fit tribe. We transform nurses and teachers lives through the deepest understanding of shift work and the stress that you face on a day-to-day basis and the requirement for your program to be easy, simple, so you can do it with your family. Yeah. And that's why it works because everything you design, everything you write, all your ads are directed to attention, teachers, and nurses, 26-week X name challenge as opposed to I help women lose weight. Yeah, and I love what you said about you chose your niches based out of experiences because you had worked with them in the past. And if you work with your niche in the past – you can get super, super clear on well, what are their struggles. Like you understand their struggle with shift work. You understand they're tired. You understand that they have to skip meals at work, right? It's the same reason why I work with group gym owners. I fucking own group gyms. Like, exactly. It's through experience. You understand how horrible it is sometimes and what works and what doesn't. It makes it easy. Yeah. It's, it's a really good example, right? So like only a group gym. I know that there's someone in there at 6 a.m. complaining about the fucking music. It's typically my music. It was, oh, it, was t- it, was typically, it was typically my music too. All my 2000s hip hop. They hated it. Oh, it's a great but Yeah, tell them to the leave. The thing is like I can discuss that with other gym owners. You get up at 6 a.m., you're tired, you've got new people in there, your OG members complaining about your rap music. You are not in the mood to make sale calls at 7.31. Therefore, our done for you everything service may be for you. Yeah, it just works. If you can relate to them and they understand it makes it easy and that's why regarding to what we do, it makes it easy for what we do because we actually enjoy working with them and we know what they're going to say. We already know their, we already know their objections half of the time. So when you were choosing your avatars and you were fighting over it, what was the worst suggestion? Who had the worst idea? Oh, it's not even the worst. We try everything. We're not, we're not one of those people that say, oh, your idea is done. We try and if it fails, it's kind of like you, but it's going to sound... But I don't think it was anything. We never left women. We always wanted women just for the fact is that it's to coach males, it's a, it's a lot harder online I generally find. Usually it's usually you need to be ripped and you usually go that or you got to be really funny. I think mm. there's two de- definite components for males. Um, and Jake, and I'll let you go Jake's triathlon, but Jake and Paige and I don't have any concerns about that. So Jake tried males. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're easy to sell female. I just challenge your ego and they're, they're good to go, but it's hard to kind of get to that niche. Um, so we were always women, but we've tried hairdressers. We've tried vets, which lawyers was pretty bad. Actually, we've tried lawyer, female lawyers. They always, they always want to sign the contract and go through it. Uh, no, it's just more the fact they just, they it, like nurses and stuff were busy, but lawyers were pretty pretty gnarly like they they never had time and they were always pretty abrupt and that's just not who we work with we work with Mm. kind of open-ended sassy women that's just what we like um well if lawyers charge 600 an hour for their time they're not willing to give you half hour no they're definitely definitely not so it's not saying they're not a good niche it's just for what we do um until we maybe develop a different area it's probably not for them but lawyers was pretty pretty interesting that was an interesting one we've had some others i can't even remember there's been a lot yeah so when you're an online coach and you're trying to work out who that you want to work with who is your niche yeah what's your advice to someone starting out who does no idea who they want to help or who they can even help train you train 
the person you were. So if you've got, a, I always believe someone who is doing online fitness, you shouldn't just do it. I believe um, you should either have gone from somewhere and have experience obviously in the fitness industry because that's who you are. So for me, if I was starting, I would do postpartum mums that want to lose the baby weight in three months. If I was to do it by myself and start again, because I've done it. I know what it's like. I've got the valid proof. So when someone comes to me with an excuse or an objection, I go, well, I've done it. What's, what, what do you, what do you mean? They're like, I don't have time. I'm like, I don't have time either. I've got a screaming four month old that's going nuts down the end of the room. Like Mm. I think from that one. So if it's like a male or female, you look at where you come to, if you want to build muscle, lose weight, run, that will get you genuine results because all you need, I think I said, you need a thousand adoring fans. And depending on your price points, it could be 20 fans. It could be 300 fans. But all you need is fans. And if you have a niche that you're passionate about that you've done, you're going to be able to sell because yeah. it's what you've done. So that would be my advice and that will work for anyone that would do it. Yeah. It's Gary V's model, right? Document, don't create. Just document your journey of losing yeah. weight after having Elijah. Yeah, 100%. And what you said then is mind-blowing in regards to the high ticket prices online. For example, you charge $2,000. You need 50 clients for the entire year to have a $100,000 business. 50 yeah. clients, one per week. Yeah, 100%. If you reach out to 100 people a week, do you think you're going to get one? If it's you do that wild, for 52 eh? weeks, you're going to yeah. have a $100,000 business. No, 100%. And people want 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 followers. Like what you said is so important. If you have 1,000 fans, it will change your life. A hundred percent. Like our social media is terrible. Like it's, it's good. Like we, we get, we're very up and down with it, but that's the thing. People think you need to have a social standing. You need to be the Tammy Hembros or you need to be the Chelsea Wells. You need to have this massive following to be successful where our following i think we've got we've got 3244 like our yeah and it's a multi-six-figure business right multi-six-figure business yeah a few thousand followers at our cardiff gym we literally had more members than followers 100 percent. it's like it's like it doesn't people don't care about if you're giving good service and you're passionate about what you do it doesn't matter because social media these days i think people are a bit over it sometimes i think it's important don't get me wrong i think ours is just terrible because we're lazy at it um these are areas we're working on it but 100%, I think if you just love the area that you're talking about, you'll never get bored of talking about yeah. it. It's just prioritizing what's important in your online business, like generating leads, number one, yeah. nurturing those leads, selling those leads, and delivering to those leads. They are the four things you should focus on, and then your content should be the fifth one. Yeah. But the majority of online coaches just pour so much time into their content, they'll go out and buy a $3,000 camera as opposed to investing into ads. 100%. Right? Like, just start with your iPhone. Yeah, iPhones are great. And it's at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you might get ten thousand views per reel, but like, who cares? Like, it doesn't. And who are those those people? I don't know where it's going. Is it even real? Exactly, it's far zoo. But yeah, so yeah, hundred percent. It's those areas to work on. Yeah, I can tell you from experience, the most successful online coaches in Australia, you don't know who they are. (laughs) No, I had a lady the other day, and she joined us. And she told me this name. I had never heard of him. Like in my life, I can't even remember it. I told you about when we think 15 grand for the year. And I was like, I have never heard of this guy before. And it's just, and that's the thing, like, like the 4% all those people, they don't even have an Instagram, I don't think. So it's like, it's one of those things where I just don't think it matters. If you're good at what you do, you'll you'll be fine at it. Yeah. They just absolutely dialed in their avatar. 
they've dialed in their messaging. How do they speak to that person? They've dialed in how do they get leads at a good price? They've dialed in how to acquire clients profitably. And that's about it. Yeah. And everything else can be built off the back of it. And when you have profit coming in, you can then invest into cameras, invest into content, invest into Riverside yeah. FM for a podcast. But you <laughs> don't need it to get started. You yeah, really, 100%. really don't. So Jade, what is the future of Fit Tribe and how do you take it from six figures to, to seven figures? And what is your what is your three to five year plan for Fit Tribe? I guess it's what we learned is our North Star. So we have a very good business mentor and he is fantastic and it's about not doing too much. And I think this was the problem. Fit Tribe, we are very good at setting massive goals. Very like too good sometimes. So we talk about live events, we talk about um, wipe label, we talk about all these things and all it simply is is narrowing down on what we currently do and making what we are the best of the best. It's simply more calls, more sales, having a look at that. And what we have right now is fantastic. The next year our goal is to bring on two really good salespeople and two really good triages um, and we've got and have a couple more VAs and that will take us to our million-dollar mark by the end of the year, guarantee. Um, and if our team hits it, we're taking them all to the Philippines. Um, That's cool. So we're doing that. And then over the next five years, it's maybe upgrading to elite programs um, and working on towards that. Uh, but for the next five years for Fit Tribe, it's simply – diversifying our offer I guess you could say right now because we're so narrowed in of what we want to do we don't want to we don't want to budge right now from just 100% sales and that because what we're very good at getting distracted we're very good at working other things so right now we're tidying up our processes we've been talking to you and a lovely Brooke you interviewed her before about narrowing our sales because they're a bit interesting at the moment so working on what we're not good at now to make that the best and then adding another layer on um, because then we can focus on those areas because there's no point going, we're going to do all these things in the next five years if we haven't even mastered this. In the next five years, our goal is to turn this into like a three, $5 million company, but yep. it's that first little bit of tidying up what we're doing. It's like the biggest thing I struggle with is shiny new object syndrome. I know. It's like all these and- are exciting. And it sounds ridiculous, but you have to say no to money. You have to say no to opportunities because if you do the Fit Tribe live events, if you do the Fit Tribe community events, if you open up another niche, you're just leaving money on the table because what you already do with teachers and nurses is amazing. If you clean up your marketing, you clean up your nurture, you clean up your sales, you can double your business just by improving each one of those metrics. And then all of a sudden you open up the events, you forget about those metrics those metrics get worse. You run the events and you end up making less money. 100%. And that is the fallacy of doing more things. Because I'm speaking because every single day I have to like smack myself like, no. I think that's the thing. We jump on our weekly meetings and it's now about what can we do to make what we do the best and tidy those areas up? Because we're doing so many things and it's just messy sometimes. Whereas if we can narrow down on that and really build for the next even like six months to a year, and double down and make that the best, everything else will blossom because it's just about filling in those funnels, making sure they're tight working and then adding things on there to make that next level of growth incredible because we've got some fantastic ideas. The, the future funnel is full, but we need to get yeah. the current funnel to, I guess, optimum before we reach those yeah. other levels. And when, when you're spending a few thousand a week on ads, for example, $2,000, you are driving so much traffic through the ads to the landing pages, to, to, to the book a call page, to the triages, to calls on your calendars. If you improve, if you literally halve your lead cost 
yeah. and everything else remains the same, you double your business. 100%. Like you literally double your business. Yeah. And like as a CEO, you need to identify what are those metrics? What are the numbers, Jade? What are you responsible for? What are the key numbers that you're looking for this year? Yeah, 100%. And this is where our business is really good because with the visionary stuff, I work on that with that. And Jake is our co-CEO. We go on this one because he's our implementer. He's our data man. And what we realized is I was trying to be across everything. And I guess this is a lot of problem with a lot of people that do business is that they have such a bloody, I don't know what, they're on their high horse and they won't realize that they're not great at everything. And for me, we realized that is that when I was pregnant, that we could, I couldn't do everything. It was impossible. And from that, like we took the roles where I would do vision, implementing and making sure things were moving in the way we wanted to and holding people to account that way. Jake then took into the fact of making sure it was implemented across everything. It was implemented correctly and he was our data man and realistically making sure that everything was running to a fine tooth comb because when you've got someone who's not passionate about some things, it's going to be done half us. where if you've got someone in the team already, it works to that next level. So it's working on those those metrics in there and bringing everything down to as, as little as we possibly can to deliver the best possible service. Yeah, I think it's actually just like reverse engineering like – what is the number? Yeah. So the last seven days I sat down, someone asked me New Year's, New Year's Eve, have you got any goals? I said, fuck yeah, I do. Let me tell you what they are. I've been, I've been thinking about them a lot. Yeah. And I literally sat down for seven days. I thought, okay, well, what do I need to accomplish to do three to five million? Yeah. And it was literally bring new gyms into our done for everything service. Okay. I need to improve our sales team close percentage. Yeah. They are the two metrics that I'm responsible for. Yeah. Me to bring dreams into our done for everything service. I need to generate about 20 leads a day to grow at the rate that we want. And I want to improve our team's close percentage, which is just to review sale calls. Yeah. So outside of generating more paid leads, more organic leads, reviewing sales calls, there is nothing else I should be doing. Yeah, 100%. And your COO, Jake, he should be taking things off your plate. Yeah, no, like, that's- He should- he should free you up as much as possible to work on those metrics, whatever those metrics are for FitTribe. Yeah, 100%. We Basically, we worked out we need to have 1750 uh, call strategy calls booked. That will lead us to our goal of 350 new members this um, year, which is roughly about, I think it works out, we're going to that one is like just over 30. We're aiming to have about 19, but it's working on if having that one in there. It's about 30, 29.11 recurring, but about 30 new leads. I'm sorry, 30 new sales um, a month into our community, which for us, it's not of if, it's of when, because those are achievable. And I think this is the problem that people put stuff out to the absolute ceiling and that's what we're very good at doing. And it's just with the amount of workload, it's just simply not going to get there. So we want something that's definitely achievable and then build on that because we're 100% going to get there. So for our metrics this year, like our sole focus is 350 new members. That is our that's our North Star this this month. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not, not, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's when you reverse it back to you. 350 new clients, which means you probably need to have 500 calls books. We probably need to need 750 triages, which means you probably need 3,000 leads. Therefore, you need to spend X amount on ads. You need X amount of team to deliver to 350 people. Yeah. And it's just like, how much can you optimize that entire funnel until it works without you guys? And then once it is optimized and you end up hitting your goal, you hit 350, you hit a million dollars. You'll just say, all right, let's fucking double the ad spend. It works in that. And I think the advice from our mentor, um, Charlie, is incredible. He goes, reevaluate. 
And this is really important because you can get to a point and go, you're actually having a really good life. And yes, you could potentially earn X, 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 X and go from that one. And it's always that point goes, when is enough enough? Because so many people, they keep doubling and they keep doubling. And then realistically, they're still making as much profit as they were at that first stop point. And I guess it's looking at that vision of as a business, what legacy are you leaving? Where do you want to get to? And what lifestyle do you want to lead? And being surrounded by those right people because you can evaluate those goals. And when we get to that consistent 83,000 um, consistently coming in every single month, it's then looking at, okay, is this enough for us? Is this where we want to be as a team or are you unhappy? Is there something else you want to do? And it's that open communication with our team, which we value ourselves for because otherwise it gets in a horrible circle and you keep grinding and keep building and then it's never that appreciation of look, Look at bloody where we are. We're earning what we would in a month, what people wouldn't even earn in a year sometimes. So it's it's looking at that as well, I think, as a team. It's a great quote. Like you have what you dreamt of three years ago. Yeah, 100%. And now it's not enough. As, so as, how are you, mum, engaged, thriving online business, how do you think you're going to determine what is enough? What are some of your goals outside of the business? Yeah, Um yeah, add getting married in Feb. Uh, add that in there too. I think for us, it's um, our balance and it's crazy having a kid has so much perspective. Have I lost my drive? No, I'm actually better at business now. I'm a lot business time efficient having that one in there, four month old, crazy start to life. And for us, it's evaluating um, our emergency fund. That's really important to us, um, making sure we have enough for five, 10 years, looking at what can sustain us um and understanding what we actually want and need and um, we also do another course we look at our cost of ideal lifestyle and if it matches that and we're earning that it's like which part do we need so the cost of ideal lifestyle is how much you need for every area of your life to cover everything and for us um and that number it's where we aim for and when we get there we reevaluate but that lifestyle will put us above that one percent and by the yeah. end of this year, we'll be there, which is kind of crazy to talk about as well. Well, when I work out my ideal lifestyle, yes. I live like a bum. <laughs> it is crazy when you look at it, you're like, I don't actually need a much. No. I think for me, my goal, Jade, it sounds woo-woo, but I want to fulfill my potential. And I know yeah. I'm capable of doing more. 100%. And I'm really trying to aspire to be the best version of Jamie. And if I'm the best version of Jamie and I do the things I know I'm supposed to fucking do, take care of those two metrics. I review the data every single morning. I can't lose. No. And if I'm reviewing the data and I am losing, I, I can adjust. I can make changes. But it's, it's like everyone says it's not about the money. It really is about the destination. And I just cannot wait until we're selling people in the US, in Canada, in UK why I'm sleeping because that will be one of those fucking why not moments. It's, it's, I think it's one of those things and outside of the business as well because sometimes you can lose sight of, I guess, like a life outside that was shaken. I definitely did like establishing goals that may necessarily help your business as well. Like I've signed up to the marathon. We're doing that one. We're working on our relationship as well, which is super important. Um, having that at a pinnacle because as happy as you can be with a successful business, if you've got no good friends and no one around you, it's bloody depressing at the same time. So it's working on those metrics and making sure that it's at its best possible point. And they can always be improving, but making sure at least everything's about an 8 out of 10. And if something falters, it's about making sure that our overall happiness is going there because at the end of the day, performing great money is fantastic. But if you've got 
if you're depressed outside of your business, there's nothing else going there. And that's the thing. Everyone's a bit different. Yours is the potential of what you could do and other people, it's family. Some people just want a comfortable lifestyle. It's, it's really establishing that for yourself. And that takes a long time. Like yeah. it, it, the last seven days, that's all I've been thinking about. It's not just, you can't answer that question when someone asks you. You can't, it, it changes all the time. And I think year by year it changes. Like um, when you have a child, uh, you'll have a look at that one. And then potentially it changes again. It shapes you, it changes. And I think it doesn't make, uh, I'm more hungry for what we do right now because I've got a little person that looks at me and smiles at me like I'm their entire existence and it makes you show up better. And I think it's, reviewing that and also not being afraid to change your opinion or your goals or yeah, you change yeah you change as yeah. you get older which is which is kind of cool and having supportive people around you is super cool too there's one thing i can talk on jade it is being in a business partnership with someone who is near and dear to my heart my best friend mitch from high school friend since 2006 yeah we talk for endless hours every single day yeah how do you manage we'll start with Paige being in business with your best friend page yeah is it turbulent is it easy how do you how do you navigate that relationship one of the things i often get told is like oh all you mitch all you and mitch do is talk about work that's what we want to fucking talk about leave us alone (laughs) i think um i'm very lucky i'm extremely lucky there's only been a few couple of doozies um they go along but it happens right and if you've got a good relationship with someone you're not afraid to tell them your opinion um we're growing. We're both strong personalities. Have a look at that. But the way we got really good at our business, we separated what we did. So because if you're, and I know you have the same thing, if you step on people's toes and it's like, well, I'm meant to be doing this and you're not doing this and it gets messy. We have a fantastic relationship with Paige. We literally traveled Europe together. Um, and we, I, I love her so much as like, as a person, as a friend, and we literally have this thing where we'll be talking about business and we can talk about it for hours on end. We can work on it Christmas Day, New Year's. We don't mind. But we literally must be like friend chat and we'll separate what we're talking about. Really? You actually say friend chat time? Yeah. No, we, I'll be like, she'll be like, can I call you as a friend? And the reason why we do that is because I'm sure the same with you and Mitch and obviously males and females are a wee bit different. We have a bit more emotion. Yeah. Um, it's to know what type of person to be there for. And it sounds weird. Well, it would be like friend chat or something like that. Yeah. So that it's not well, I, to the business. Yeah. It's not going to remind her to do something or be like, at the end of the call, we'll be like, did you actually do this? And we might. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've consciously, like I've had to remember to, Mitch is a dad now, right? <laughs> so Darby is a massive part of his life. And it, yeah. it's not tricky for me, but I have to, okay, like this is, this is friend Jamie. We're talking about Darby and Kate and fatherhood. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> we'll hang up five minutes later. Did you call that person? We're like, have you, Paige, you've got 20 replies. Are you going to respond to them today? I think yeah. it's I think it's that it comes at a time. We've been doing this for two years in Feb slash March. And it's just about understanding that if you are going to work with these people, you need to make sure you can have difficult conversations because so many people think come into business and they think it's going to be marvelous. And like, I've got my best friend and that's great. You need to be know that you can, tell them what to do. They can tell you what to do and understand it's very different dynamic. But our business is sick because I literally get to travel with my best friends. I'm with my partner, Jake, for 24-7 and we're gross. We love each other, but we love being in each other's space for that period of time. Very few couples like doing that. But before you ever come into a conversation or you start a business with people that you know, you need to be able to trust them. And I guess 
Paige and Jake, our relationship works really well. We started working as a team and our friendship has formed over those, I guess, what, uh, four or five years now. It wasn't just like, oh, we were friends and started. Uh, You were very different. You started with Mitch. You've got to be able to have horrible conversations with someone and know that it doesn't matter. It might just take a day or a couple of hours, but you'll be fine. I think me and Mitch, we just loved partying and traveling so much. Yes. We lived in we lived in Canada for twelve months, and like we cannot go back to the nine to five life. Like, how can we figure this out together? Exactly. And then we no. we both love fitness, and then we started the boot camp, started the gym, started online, started seven gyms. Now we've got fitness, business consulting, and the two gyms. But yeah, it is just having hard conversations. It is what you said before about what is the north star. Yeah, and I think when business partnerships fail is if your North Star is 10 million and Pages is 1 million, she's probably not going to do those 20 replies on Boxing Day when that's what you would expect. So do you have that North Star conversation with Jake and Paige and do you readjust your goals? or Constantly. We always have this joke and I hope Paige watches this because we always joke. When she first started this, she's like, I would love to open up an in-person gym. Like That's what she kept saying for the first year. And we're like, Paige, we've done this. We know how hard an in-person gym is. We know it's 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. We know how hard it is. But for her, it wasn't like she was going to do it right away. It was more of a long-term goal. That's what she wanted to get back into. But as she's more done this and seen and aligned, she's realized that was stupid. But it's mm. one of those things in there where it's like you might have different opinions about things, but if your overriding factor is you have one big goal and what happens in between that can go there, it's very clear. But we we talk about our goals weekly. And this is the same thing personally with Jake and I. We talk about our relationship goals weekly too because because we work together. We're with each other 24-7. We're in each other's space. It can get fidgety. So it's like you got to understand and be super clear on that. We both, we all know our goal is 350 members, 17, 1,750 strap calls book this year. And what happens in between that is up to us. So yeah. it's, it's one of my favorite quotes, be stubborn on the vision, flexible on the details. In three months time, you might abolish strap calls and go straight to inbound calls. Yeah. But the North Star remains the same, which is 350 new clients. Now, 100%. For Fit Tribe. One thing I've noticed with Mitch and I, and I struggle with it, is when we're hanging out with other people outside of the business, and we have to talk about the business, but we have to like, okay, like no talk about this. <laughs> and I actually like, and then the person will go to the bathroom. I'm like, and they come back. All right. I think it's, I think this is where I'm meant to come in is, um, and we're looking at settling because we actually travel quite a lot still. Um, like we're in Canberra at the moment. Don't know why people are in Canberra, but we are, we're here to experience it, but it's understanding, I guess, um, where it's going to settle to and being around the right people. So then you can talk about it because when we went to lunch with you, it was exciting. We got home and we worked because we were like, these people are doing that. Like we could also be doing that and real re- reevaluating what we're doing. So where we're living, we're really looking about like a really good area. So we're going to be around the right type of people that we want to establish ourselves with. And I guess that's the environment. It's going to be more important to us and saving a bit on rent. Whereas if we can be about, around the right type of people, we're bound to get better because if we're constantly talking about it and that's our passion, it's not that we're boring about it. It's just, it's like some people yeah. are passionate about horse riding. I kind of give a crap about horse riding. But Yeah. So the other day when I saw you guys, you guys, multi six figures, I spoke to my friend who's eight figures online. Yeah. I spoke to another friend that started a UK fishing website that did a million pounds last month. I got another friend who just launched a brand new company. So the conversations that we're having 
are very different and you can't help but walk away and be inspired. And when you see people doing what you want to do, it goes right back to the start of the podcast. You just think, why not? Why can't I do that? Exactly. Because you meet these people and they've got two arms, they've got two legs, they breathe oxygen, and there's actually nothing special. But, but you know what they do have, Jade? They have fucking focus. Yeah. You've got to focus what you do. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, Jade, we've spoken about Paige with Jake, your future husband, marrying in February. Do you navigate that relationship the same with Jake as in, all right, girlfriend, boyfriend, or hang on, fiance time? Or. <laughs> Like, how does that work? I call my boyfriend. We've been engaged for long enough. I think it's been like yeah. eight, nine years, eight years, nearer than that. We've been together for Jake and I are very unique in our relationship. I don't hear, and not, not saying, oh, we're the best, but we are very unique in the fact that our relationship, we consider it nearly like work and not that it's like a job, but people go into relationships thinking it's easy. It's not. So with what we do, we balance working with each other 24-7 having a baby at home with us all the time and then working and so having a relationship, it's a, it's a very rare case, but we love, we generally love, and I think it's the foundation, we love being with each other 24-7. We go, if we're going out, we want to make sure we can go to dinner together. We just like, and we're, and I think the longest I've been away is like two or three hours in the last couple of years. It's just, it's one of those things we love being around it and that's the, I think the beautiful thing, we're so different, we bring it together and how we vary that is we make sure we do like family time in the morning we make sure we we do that and we go it's family time phone away jake's really bad at having his phone and so am i just for our nature and it's fine we just go, it's, in my, it's in my hand right now oh my screen time is disgusting um yeah. but it's looking at those things on there and i guess we schedule date nights we realistically make it a priority every sunday we go to a cafe we do our goals just what we like to do it's probably talking about business but if that's what makes our relationship powerful and meaningful and we've got the same end goal and that North Star, not just for business but for our relationship, like our big goal this year is to finally get married and not reschedule it and go on our honeymoon and make sure we schedule in those weekly dates and also schedule in as well um, that time for us, it can't fail. The reason why I think a lot of relationships fail and something Jake and I are very much looking into is talking about relationships with people is because they don't have their North Star for them and they're going 100%. going like this. And if, of course, if you're going to be with someone for 11 years next year with Jake, I've gone from being 18 and I will be 29 next year. I'm yeah. not the same person as I was when I was 18, 22. I was a bit of an idiot. It's you got to go and it's understanding. And it's also those conversations where you're mature. It's like, you're not giving me this. We need to work towards this. And if it's yeah, working, it's, it's just working. being it's just being honest. Like I met Ellen in 2015, and I said, "Hey, I said I love my gyms. Yeah. I said I want to have a baby, but it's not going to happen until I'm 35. Are you okay with that?" And I think she thought it was a throwaway comment. She said, "Yeah, it's fine." And I'm 35 in like four months and we are trying for a baby. So like make your expectations very clear, have that North star and just be aligned. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And then you get to that point and then that's the other conversation. You can't waver. If you say you're going to do something, we, we show up and we hold ourselves to it. It's, it's one of those things. We are the most brutal couple to each other, but like we are disgusting. I even hate us sometimes. <laughs> What's one question I should have asked to you that I didn't ask you? It's been quite insightful, actually, and I and I love these conversations. Um, I guess it's looking at, I guess, the future and understanding that it's going to change. And if people don't think it's going to change, they're they're idiots. It's it's one of those things. And 
I guess it's okay to be who you are and ask for help. I think that's the one thing is going from that one. So many people think they can do it by themselves. They're idiots as well. You need to surround yourselves with good people. And if you can be around good people that elevate you, you're, you're going you're gonna to succeed. It might take a couple extra years, but you will succeed if you're around the right people. Yeah, I invested 15K into a mastermind and it has paid me back 50X and will continue for the rest of my life. Like you yeah. can either pay with time or money, but you yeah. can't get time back. And when we're growing our online business, Breakthrough Body Transformation, I couldn't fix our no-show issue. I couldn't fix it. It was killing me. We had like 50 bookings a week. I had like a 90% no-show rate. And I signed up for this mastermind and it was fixed within one week. That's correct. And for me to identify that no-show issue, I would have had to test one thing at a time. It would have taken me 12 weeks. So it's not just the cost of the mastermind. It is the opportunity cost of what are you missing? And also, like, you just don't fucking know what you don't know. Like, if you work with a mentor who has a million-dollar business and you don't, there are going to be some traps along the way. There are going to be highs that you need to make. When do you make those highs? How much do you pay those highs? When should you outsource sales? It just never ends. Yeah, people. It just never fucking ends. How do you fire people? Exactly. I've, I've never done it. I never knew how to do it. It's, it's one of those things that's working in that one. But yeah, I think that's just, yeah, the only thing going from that one. It's surround yourself with good quality individuals. Well, Jade, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, Jade, so we are stopping.